You know, I tried to send a friend of mine a video the other day on Twitter through a direct message, and it was blocked. Really? I couldn't send a wow. direct message. It's it was I was asking him if this was accurate, and it was a doctor who's talking about ivermectin, and ivermectin, which is a um, it's a treatment for COVID. And this doctor was saying that ivermectin is 99% effective in treating COVID, but that you don't hear about it because you can't fund vaccines when there's an effective treatment. Hmm. And this is, I don't know if this guy's right or wrong. So I'm asking questions. So I go, hey, tell me about this. So I send it. It Message not sent. I try to send it again. Message not sent. And I'm like, oh, my God, what's your email? I had to yeah. send it through email. It's blocked. The globalists don't believe in Satanism. They believe they're contacting interdimensional aliens through the drug use. They're going to merge with the machines, blast off into hyperdimensional space. And that's why they're so crazy. That's why they want to get rid of us. That's why they're smiling and giddy and acting so nuts. They believe they are in contact with these entities that are being directed by them. And the entities are telling them, eternal life, total power, total control, everything you could ever want, just kill everyone, set up a world government, build this design we're telling you, build what we're telling you, build this, build this, let us through, build the Hadron Collider, open the dimensions, let us in, we're going to really help you, we're friendly little guys. Abs in a six pack. This has in a six-pack broadcasting live on May the 19th, 2021, joined by Sir Ducifer, Rob Dew. And, uh, man, what's going on, buddy? It's going good. Um, having a great time, and I'm in a little jaunt in Florida, and I'm enjoying the people, enjoying the food, enjoying the yingling beer, and uh, just, you know, I'm doing my part to uh, drink a six-pack tonight. Nice. Yeah, that's that was the uh, when we started the show. That was the original goal: is that everybody involved drank at least one six pack. Uh, we have fallen off from that, but I uh, I saw the pictures you sent. You were on the boat with, uh, I guess it was Alex and some other people, and it looked like you were having a good time. It looks like you're having a good time. Yeah, yeah, it's a very good time. Yes, yes, of course. <laughs> I mean, um, the water here, and is I amazing. just wish it's I had time. I'd get clean. on one of those boats. I wish. I love it. <laughs> Yeah, if I mean, if I had time, I would. Too. And I just wish I had time. I'd get on one of those boats. Yeah, that's right. Right. But yeah, man, yeah. Uh, we we had a we had a well, not super long, but we we talked for what like forty forty five minutes on the phone last night, and uh, it's like it's just we covered so many different things that we can talk about. But uh, right before I started recording, you were talking about this ingredient that you did not realize was in the Moderna vaccine until recently. Right, and it it's called SM120, uh, but there's I guess there's a couple different versions of it because when you Moderna has a proprietary version, and then a company called Cayman Chemicals I believe or Cayman something they have a version of it. Uh, there's different versions, but what it says basically is that a it's been known to cause cancer. It's not for human use. It's for um, or, or veterinary use. It's only for research. And um, it's 
you know, it's been linked to infertility and we've seen, and, and, and harm to the unborn child is one of the things in there. It says in the MSDS and, um, geez, linked to cancer and linked to death. Uh, it's corrosive to the skin yet, you know, Bill Gates, a guy who used to run an institute called the Bill and Melinda Gates Institute for Population Control is the one pushing this. It's kind of funny. <laughs> And then Whitney Webb, uh, when she was on Tim Dillon's show, pointed out something I hadn't heard about, which was the AstraZeneca board members are also on the board of a longtime eugenics society, which was titled the Eugenics Society or the Eugenics Foundation until the late 90s when they rebranded and changed their name. But it's the same guy. Happy Fun Club. Is it yeah. the Happy Fun Club? Yeah. <laughs> the Go Go Super Happy Fun Times, Nothing Bad yeah. Ever Happens Club. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Unicorns and ice cream cones. <laughs> <laughs> so what? Um, is has there been has anybody from Moderna addressed why that ingredient? What did you call it again? What was the uh, scientific name? Uh, SM one twenty is the um, kind of the catch all term. So we we put out this video yesterday because um, I had seen it. Actually, I was going to bed and I remember I'm scrolling through. It was actually the No Agenda feed, I think, and somebody I think had something on there and it went to a link. Thank you for your courage. Yeah, yeah, and I went. And uh, I went to that, and I'm like, oh, i got to remember this for tomorrow. And then the next day, I couldn't find it. And then I was on another – I was on Citizen – where do I go? Let's see. Let me give you the name of this right. Citizenfreepress.com. And they had a, a video from a lady. They call her a MAGA actress, and I forget her name. She has some weird name, like Seagram or something. Um, and I went Wait, down, and I saw the her like, her, like, uh Her stage name is MAGA actress? Well, no, they were calling her the MAGA actress Uh-oh. in this. Uh, she didn't call herself that. No, so this thing's sort of like a Drudge Report, but actual Drudge Report for more conservative type people. And I would just say it's an, a Drudge Report that's that would Matt Drudge would do if he was in control of his site, the Drudge Report, which I don't believe he is at this point. But um, I want to come back to that. Anyway, by the way, yeah, we can come back to that. Um, but uh, we went to. I went to that and I saw the tweets and I'm like, oh, and I showed it. I said, hey, Alex, this is what I was trying to show you yesterday or earlier today. Um, I said, this is it. And so we shot a video on it. I downloaded the documents. We printed them out. Um, and so let's see, we can try to read this word. I'm, I'm, I've, got, I've got the MSDS in front of me, actually. Um, from So what's interesting is, is the Connecticut government put out the state government put out this stuff and it has the ingredient listed as SM120. Then you go to the MSDS. Um, but there's different names for it. So this is so Cayman Chemical and they're based out of Ann Arbor, Michigan. Um so the trade name is SM102 and then they have the synonym which is 8 dash uh, bracket uh, parentheses Two hydroxyl hydroxyethyl uh, close parentheses open bracket six oxo six uh, parentheses undecloxy all right and then close parentheses hexy or hexol amino octanotic acid one octanol ester okay sound like something you want to inject in your body right. Sounds like the ingredients to most sodas. Yeah. But if you go to the Moderna website, 
there's a slight difference in the chemical makeup. Uh, what's the uh, URL for that? Is it BillGatesIsTheShit.com or what's the Moderna <laughs> website? It so the let's see, I sent this to. This was a COVID nineteen vaccine. So this is a. Let me read this document here. It's from the European Medicines Agency, and it's an assessment report on the COVID nineteen Moderna vaccine, and then it has a list of uh, abbreviations. And if you go to the SM part, we will find SM one hundred and two. And let's see, I'm going to it right now. Uh, SM-102. They have, instead of all that other shit I said, before the number eight, they have Heptacadin-9-YL-8, and then it goes into that same uh, formula. So I'm not sure if if Heptacadin, Heptacane, Heptacan, Heptacan, Heptacan 9. I'm not sure if Heptacan 9 suddenly makes it safer, but from the MSDS we were looking at, the non-Heptacan 9 SM10 uh, caused death, uh, infertility issues, cancer, um, was not supposed to be used, but for research use only, not for human or veterinary use. Um, Yeah, it's a health hazard, fatal in contact with the skin. And so... People were putting in the comments, oh, but that's not the actual one that Moderna's using. It's this one. And I'm looking at this name, and I'm like, it's pretty much the same name. I'm sure it ain't good for you, kids. Why well, you keep trying to read that word? Yeah, exactly. Bag. <laughs> Was, uh, so, so what Moderna's, has Moderna commented on why they're putting that in there? Like, what's their, because I know, like, with mercury or something like that, like the, what do they call them, an adjuvant? It's called thimerosal, yeah, not mercury. The, Right. Yeah. So the 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 excuse, the, my understanding, because I've seen WHO experts, quote unquote, describe mercury and other things, aluminum, as an adjuvant. So the like the way you get certain vaccines to work is you put a toxin in with it, so that well, you when it when your body recognizes it, it it trains the it trains it to recognize the toxin with the virus because that's why you sure. need the toxin in there the adjuvant so is that yeah, kind of what moderna is saying mercury is not really an adjuvant your mercury was more of a preservative but there are other adjuvants um and if uh i hadn't been out on a boat all day sitting in the sun i could probably remember them but um, <laughs> and i aluminum- just wish i had time i'd get on one of those boats <laughs> aluminum hydroxide i believe is an adjuvant um there and there's uh, polysorbate 80 might be one, but or that might be a preservative too. I know polysorbate 80 is in a lot of vaccines, and that's also not good for you. But you know, they're like, oh, it's just in, it's just a small amounts. We're just putting small amounts in you, so it's okay. All We're right, just it's just a little FM. It's just a little FM 102. Shut up. We're just giving you a little bit of autism. Don't worry about it. Yeah, well, I mean, do you want all those brain cells? You can't surf your phone with all those brain cells. Yeah, exactly. Gross. Ugh. Um. So, Moderna and I, like I was talking, like when I had Ike on, he he made a compelling argument. Like I think we talked about this last night that the virus that doesn't, doesn't exist. exist. Yeah, which like I I tend to agree with, even though I've there's something there's some kind of sickness going on. But like yeah, it's it's at least vastly overhyped. But my uh, when I had Crescid from OBDM on, we kind of went through the different vaccines and what the conclusion we came to and then looking it up afterwards because we were kind of talking at our ass on the episode. But then I looked it up and it seems true that the only person even claiming 
to have the attenuated actual SARS-CoV-2 in the vaccine, like a traditional vaccine, the only people doing that are, is China. And that's only one right. out of the hundreds or however many vaccines they have. So even like Johnson and Johnson and AstraZeneca aren't a traditional vaccine. Um, so like what, like I know the the mRNA thing is is we've talked about that for you know up and down, and there's a lot of speculation on what that's going to do. I liked the uh, magneto genetics theory on the latest No Agenda, but it's very interesting. Yeah, yeah, and I. <laughs> And I think uh, a lot of that stuff is going to come out when they start doing the booster shots and they're like, oh, it's not even a shot. It's a patch. You put it on. And we've seen the technology already out there for these patches that go into the skin. They release a dye that's in you know the subdermal layers of your skin, but it can be picked up by a sensor. The quantum so, dot tattoo that Bill Gates patented through exactly. MIT. Yeah. Yeah. yeah there's all kind of, yeah. Through MIT, through Rice University. I mean, uh, Rice University was asked to do some things for the Bill and Melinda Gates foundation so um yeah like i said aluminum uh, going back to adjuvants real quick i looked it up a gel type adjuvants al aluminum hydroxide calcium phosphate a microbial one would be mdp which is maramel dipeptide bacterial excitotoxins endotoxin based adjuvants other bacterial um yeah a lot of weird stuff that they put in vaccines to stimulate the immune system we're helping you yeah, so that was it, it was weird to like, it, it, I mean, I'm paraphrasing, but it was weird to see WHO scientists going back, you know, over the throughout the years, but over the last 10 years say, well, the reason we put adjuvants poison in there is so that your body will recognize it with the attenuated virus as a poison and that it'll train your immune system to recognize it as a threat. And I think it's I mean, Infowars has covered it for a long time, but lots of other doctors and scientists have pointed out like. Why do you think there's so many peanut allergies, like death, deathly reactions yeah. to peanut? And it's because they, a lot of those vaccines have peanut, uh, you know, they're grown on the cell lines of peanuts, something like that. Right, right. And that's and that's the thing. When I was a kid, nobody had peanut allergies. Now, mm -hmm. probably six or seven of my my kids' friends can't have peanut butter, can't be around peanut butter. Which RFK is Jr. talks I, about that. I don't know how you could live life not being able to eat peanut butter. Because I eat peanut butter all the time. <laughs> Yeah, no, pe I mean, pe yeah, peanut butter and jelly. It's like a, it's like not being able to have apple pie or pussy. You know, it's bad. Well, bad I'm a little grosser than that. What I do is I, I have my own can of peanut butter that I sequester and I rip the label off so the family knows not to touch that one. I unscrew it and I pour honey in it and I eat it right out of the jar. Cause why ugh. dirty up a dish? You know, <laughs> was that an ugh? Was that an ugh? That was Alex. Ugh. Ugh. Yeah, gross. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I guess while we're talking about peanut butter, I remember just being absolutely flabbergasted as a little kid because seeing my aunt just go, who was over at our house, and she was from California, of course. Oh, yeah, that's a California thing. I'm not going to name which aunt it was. Stick luckily, fingers into the mm, peanut butter and look at Yeah, yeah. so like, luckily. It's a California thing. Yeah, it's a California thing. Luckily, I have multiple aunts, so it. Um, it's not too, I won't be too specific because I, you know, I have oh, three, four, five They're bands. not listening. Come on. Yeah, they're not it, listening. Exactly. So anyway, she was over at the house and she sticks her, she sticks two fingers into the peanut yeah. butter, so you gotta, you gotta get in sucks there. it off, just slurps, slurps that peanut butter off her fingers That's and then hot. sticks her fingers back in the jar. I was like, Ooh, oh my Double God. dipping. 
Yeah. Double it's, finger dipping. Yeah, I mean that's that's a no no in my book. But you might you as know. well fist that peanut butter jar. <laughs> that's, that's some California shit. And it is gross. Ugh. Nasty. Yeah, at least see, I I'm decent. I tear the label off so everybody knows it's mine. I put it on a higher shelf. And when I want peanut butter and honey, I put the honey in the peanut butter and I just eat it. <laughs> Fuck you, I'm Nobody eating. Carl's Jr. Fuck you. I'm eating. Uh, go going back to the going back to the vaccine thing for a second. Um, I think wasn't it you that broke uh, the, or or at least you and Alex like were the ones that poured through like the however many hours it was of the WHO talking about how the frontline doctors are getting wobbly about vaccines Ooh. like pre COVID. Well, so I will take MMR some credit stuff. for that, but a lot of credit goes to Del Bigtree over at the High Wire. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure if he sent me that video or if I had seen it like the day he put it out. We I get a lot of email tips. So I think a listener sent that to me. I texted Dale because he or Dell, um, he lives in the Austin area now. And I'm trying to actually hook him and Adam up because they should definitely talk and get to, you know, become familiar with one another. Uh, but he moved out from California. And Michael Mallet too, right? That's his name. Michael Mallet. Michael Malice. I'm he, just fucking. I just didn't know. I'm no agenda. They're saying, yeah, Michael Mallet, the uh, the liberal guy, is moving to Austin. Oh, he is. Yeah, was, I mean, oh, that's funny. <laughs> we yeah, talked he, about him behind the schemes. They they, they 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 Adam and John pronounced his name wrong and then called him a liberal. It's like oh, oh, okay, yeah. I don't think he's a liberal. He's no, he's not. More of a, 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 I guess, a libertarian. But he's lived in New York City like all through the pandemic. I don't know why he'd move, but. Yeah. But anyway, um, he had put together this video, and then I cut it down to be a little more... Like, there's some things that I know I'm like, oh, this is what our audience wants to hear. So I cut it up even a little more. I think he had a nine or ten minute video, and I cut it down to about four minutes. Because I'm like, this is the bombshell stuff, the wobbly front line, uh, the black doctor saying, you know, from from Africa saying, oh, they mix them all up, and we don't know what's going on. The guy talking about the adjuvant response, mm-hmm. um, the... Uh, the lady saying, you know, people die taking these vaccines. The the head of the WHO saying this. So, but yeah, the there, top there lady at the WHO saying, like, we, yeah, and we don't know why they die because we haven't done enough studies. It's right, kind of like we haven't a, done enough studies. Like when yeah. John Oliver, like we we did a whole episode deconstructing John Oliver's latest propaganda piece on how great mRNA vaccines are. And John Oliver oh, yeah. at one point he says, like, he he calls Tucker Carlson. Uh, scrunch face fear baboon or something like that and he's talking about how tucker's Mm -hmm. you know tucker's uh casting doubt and he's and he's like you know tucker the i'm paraphrasing but it's something along the lines of tucker the (laughs) the reason that the uh, real reason yeah like we yeah they did studies on how it would prevent the virus but the reason we don't know if you, it stops transmission is because the test studies of the vaccines weren't designed to assess whether or not it stopped transmission. And he just gl- <laughs> and, he, and then he just glosses over that as if his audience See? is supposed to say like, well, the reason we don't know if it stops transmission is because we didn't feel like figuring that out with a study. It's like that's like an how? idiocracy person turning to the other and going, told you, told you. Yeah. <laughs> God, uh, don't want to sound like a dick or nothing, but uh, it says on your chart that you're fucked up. Uh, you talk like a fag, and your shit's all retarded. Yeah. This particular individual is uh, questioning vaccine safety. 
Yeah, and this particular it's, it's, visual is unscannable. Uh, that yeah, we're we're right on the the barcodes on the arm is like the the next step close, in the idiocracy thing. Definitely close. Yeah, and, and and people like John Oliver are gonna push it, you know, because they're part of the system and they they get paid so much money they don't give a shit because they're not doing it. I guarantee you, he didn't take the vaccine. His wife's a doctor. He's not taking a vaccine unless he's a fucking moron. <laughs> I mean, like, he could be a moron. You know, I'm meeting people out here. Um, I met a couple on the beach. They're from upstate New York. They both took the vaccine. He took the J&J. She took the uh, Pfizer. And they don't have kids. And I'm like, why would y'all take And now they never will. Yeah, I know. <laughs> She's like, I'm kind of worried, but I don't know. I met this young, another young man from upstate New York. They all seem to be coming here right now because they're getting out of their lockdown hell holes. Uh, he was 24. And I looked at him. We, you know, we've been talking for a while. I said, you take the vaccine? And he kind of looks at me and he's like, yeah. I'm like, God. I go, which one would you take? I'm curious. He goes, the Pfizer. And then I showed him the SM-102 and the MSDS, and I you know, had him read it. And I'm like, hey, read what it says right there. That's that." I go, that's in the Moderna vaccine, so yours is probably okay. He's like, I knew I shouldn't have fucking taken it. I knew that. I was pressured, man. My work pressured me. I'm like, yeah. And I said, OSHA says they might be held liable if they were pressuring you to take a vaccine. or mm-hmm. Experimental gene therapy. I'm sorry, it's not a vaccine. They were asking you to do that, um, well, they the, could be held liable. Don't forget that uh, Webster's did change the definition of what a vaccine is so that it includes oh. mRNA gene therapy. Yay. <laughs> That's literally uh. the, you know, the ongoing memory. It's a memory hole system now, Webster's online dictionary. Yeah. So, For real. I mean, and all I can tell you is dictionary. that this is bad. You know, <laughs> I had to it is very bad. You know, I had, uh, I don't know, I've had lots of conversations with, well, let me, I don't know, let me ask you this, because I, what's the, the Dark Knight line? You either live, you die the hero, or you live long enough to see yourself become the villain, something like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What I'm worried about is, like, because I'm a pro-freedom guy, first and foremost, I like Darren O'Neill, who um, has been talking about on Random Thoughts and and Grumpy Old Ben's about how he got the J and J, and he's been getting grief from people on No Agenda Social who are calling him a sheep for getting the vaccine, which is fine. But like, I respect his choice because he vehemently opposes vaccine passports, vaccine mandates, all that stuff. So it's like, you know, it's personal choice thing. And so I like, I I hate it when people say. I don't want to be around you because I haven't had the vaccine. And, it's, and you know, the obvious response is, well, if you've had the vaccine, you're safe, right? Why are you worried about being around me just because I don't have the vaccine? Because you already had it, so you're safe, right? But there's this new thing going on that's, and some credible doctors are talking about it, which is people who have had the mRNA, Pfizer, Moderna are shedding these protein. Spike proteins. Spike yeah. proteins. And you can actually, like, get really sick from being around somebody who's vaccinated. Like yeah, I don't, the, I, I'm, I'm worried about that. Like even, that might be true, but I'm just worried about that kind of a mindset because I don't want to be the same type of person, like the type of person that's like, I don't want to be around you because you're not vaccinated. I don't want to become the guy that's like, I don't want to be around you because you are vaccinated. Because then it's like, yeah, you don't want to be Bizarro Libtard. Yeah, <laughs> like does it make sense? I don't know if I explain oh, yeah, that. No, no, I, I could totally see uh, that. My, I could see both ways of that mindset. You know, people are, and especially if 
you experience some adverse reactions. Like we've heard him on, on no agenda. The guy who was dating the 50 guys, mid fifties dating the girl. He was getting all these weird symptoms when he was around her. She had the vaccine. Then they yeah. break up and he's fine after that. Um, the myriad of, of period issues that you can read comments on. Mm-hmm. Um, now those could all be Russian bots though. You know, we have to <laughs> it's remember a good point. that it's going to all be Russia at this point. No, that actually, nothing, nothing's real. Um, no, it's, but uh, the, that's, it's yeah. Putin, man. Putin. Yeah. Yeah. It could be Putin. Yeah. But the, the whole, I think if you experience that set of symptoms, like, you know, all of a sudden you're, you're bleeding funny, um, for women, for guys, I don't know. I guess he was he was guy was getting swollen gonads, um, but but for so my wife just went on a, a little Mother's Day trip, you know, with her friends. There was like six of them in a house, and and I think all of these women had had the vaccine, and you know she was she seems fine, although she won't admit to me if anything has happened or not. So you know, she I ask her, I'm like, how's your period? You know, like I'm suddenly interested in it. How is it? Is it heavy? Huh? Huh? And, you know, We're going to be getting you knee-deep really... in some gash. Yeah, <laughs> hell yeah. How's your period? Really, I'm uh... going to start walking up to women on the street and just ask them that. Hey, did you get back? How's your period, Tommy? How are you doing? <laughs> yeah. Luckily, I know literally everything there is to know about getting pussy. Who yet? Sorry, no, it's, that cracked me up. All right. That, that might help. Who knows? It might, that might help you. Oh, he cares about me. <laughs> yeah, for real. AKA the keeper. <laughs> Mr. Shit King Shit Pussy. Man, I'm, I'm, I don't even ask my wife how her period is going. That's like a that's a dangerous line to cross. Uh, we've been uh, together for 20 years, so, you know, we fart in front of each other, too. Well, yeah, it's, I, think I, mean, I think I'm eight years now, and it's, uh, it's the farting has started, but, like, it's, you know, if there's an if there's an argument and I bring up, are you, you're on your period, right? That's like that's it makes it ten times worse. You've been hanging out with your vaccinated friends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be crazy. There's a lot of people I know that have gotten it, and I can't believe it. I'm like, why didn't you call me so I could at least show you some stuff? And I don't, you know, if you want to take it afterwards. But they all felt, you know, they all felt one pressured in one way or another to get it. Me, I don't give a fuck. So I'm not taking it. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, yeah well, I don't care, yeah, like, I don't care you if you the, like me or don't like me. You have a job matter. also that's not going to require it, even if it does get FDA approval. That's true. My my job will never require anything like that. Um, yeah. We were, uh, I was not in the office at the time, but when they had that Texas ice storm, you know, I think we went out for like an hour and a half maybe. And by that time we had, squirreled up a generator and started gassing it and guys of four wheel drives were coming into the office and sleeping there. And, you know, um, so, and that's dedication to, cause there's a lot of infrastructure at our spot and then, you know, finding a generator big enough. There's actually a funny story to that. We had a, a guy who used to drive Alex around, um, on this, you know, bus he had bought to go do events. And he was also doing some other stuff. But he was mainly the bus, the bus guy and uh, driver. And anyway, he kind of fell out of that job, um, kind of went away for a while. And then the storm happens. I guess he tunes in to hear the show, and, and the stream's down. 
So he still has a company credit card from like whenever he was still working. He goes and rents a generator and drives it up. And he shows up with the generator and Alex's like, oh, this is great. He's like, we'll pay you back. He's like, oh, don't worry. I used your card. He's like, yeah, that's the kind of operation we run here. <laughs> Just- <laughs> <laughs> I'm not happy about this. Yeah, for real, man. But he was that's- happy. He was so happy that somebody oh, he was had taken the initiative to make it happen. And, and so that we, then we we're on the air, back on the air and like nothing was going on. So it worked. Oh, good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what, it, I don't want to get into too much inside baseball, but what is it like work? I imagine that would be like just the most fun job you could possibly have. Cause like I, like I told you on the phone, I've been listening, like I was raised on InfoWars, like from like pre nine 11, like my dad was, you know, I'd be like, hearing Alex Jones on in the background at the house when I was, you know, like four or five years old. So like, I'm a, and, yeah. and like he is the meme King. So I imagine just walking around that, that place has just got to be like, you're like just sh- ridiculous shenanigans, like on a day-to-day basis no. that are amazingly it's, fun. There's no shenanigans. It's uh it's definitely a little more. So Alex is, is, is like a live performer. Um, He's, he's, he's probably one of the best improv people out there in terms of seeing what's going on. When I say improv, I'm not talking about comedy. I'm talking about improvisational in-life situations. Um, so he can see what's going on and immediately figure out, you know, his angle, his freedom angle to it, and then give that to us. But sometimes it might be five seconds before the show starts, and he's yelling out the things he wants you know, play this intro, then we're going to play this, and we're going to come in with this clip, and then I'm going to, you know, come in and start talking about it. I want to have these articles ready to go. And he might throw all that out in literally 10 seconds right before he walks into the studio. I'm not, I'm not mad at the crew. I just want to... I'm like, not mad at the crew. These are great These are great guys, but sometimes they pull up stuff, and I don't know what the hell, <laughs> what the hell it is. I love it. And, it and like, that's I, pretty much... And that's I love pretty it. much how it is, you know? And they have... And, and sometimes they're bad, and sometimes they're good, you know? But, hey, let me tell you. It's literally like I, I liken it to being, um, you know, you're in a, in a nuclear chamber. You know, you're kind of you're trying keeping the gauges here. We're bringing things. We don't want to get things too hot. Don't want to get things too cold. We're keeping the the videos in. We don't want to fuck this up. We want to get the articles in. And I'm really not day to day doing the show, except maybe throwing in some articles or I'll edit something for you. You're the not show. producing in live time. You're like the you're the news director, so you're you're the guy that's like doing the research and you know stuff like that. Uh, really. He he kind of gave me that title because I guess he said I needed a title because I start <laughs> I'd been there so long I'm like hiring people. He's like you need a title. I'm like I'm a producer. He's like no you're news director. That's a better title. All right cool. So, but but let me tell you nobody directs Alex Jones with the news. I do bring him stuff. I bring him lots you know because I I have my little sources of things and I bring him stuff and. And he puts it on the air and, and, but, and I kind of, I'm, I'm at that stage now where I know what he likes. Uh, but what was interesting, like a no agenda thing, he, I remember Adam was talking about the spars, um, pandemic, mm-hmm. which was taking place in the future. And so I'd heard that show. I went and downloaded the file and I printed it out and I handed it to our writers. I'm like, Hey guys, check this out. There is probably a good article in this of, you know, parallel and what's going on now. Well, they didn't do anything with it for one reason or another. They decided not to do anything with it. Um, well, that, is that when Alex gets all mad when they don't do anything with it? Maybe I should just quit and shut the show down. Yeah. Hmm. 
Sometimes, actually, he's calling me right now. So um, let me. I'll take put this, him on uh, speaker. <laughs> no, I'm not gonna put him on speaker. <laughs> hey, what's up? I'm uh, I'm actually on a, a podcast right now. This guy wanted to get you on, and so I'm checking out his podcast. See how the quality is. The, 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 it's the, called Abs and a Six Pack, and he's uh, uh, this guy Chris has been a he's been listening to you since he was four years old. His dad used to listen to you. And, uh, yep. Yeah. Hey, so we're going to go live tomorrow or you want to just shoot? Okay. Yeah. Just, uh, just call me at seven. I'll be up. I'll Chicken McNuggets later. All right. So that was, uh, <laughs> that was Alex Jones calling into the show. <laughs> what a guy. We're uh, gone. It's over. All right. See, I told you I can't be on air now. <laughs> he just he went to see what was going on. I, I think we're going to be going live tomorrow, which means I'll be packing up all the gear. I'm not staying near where he's at. I'm about 30 minutes north of him. And uh, so every day I bring either cameras or cameras and editing equipment and stuff, and, and we go. Uh, okay, House passes bill to establish a commission to probe the January 6th Capitol attack. Yeah. So no, this is it. where, you know, they're going to come... Even though Alex got on chairs with a bullhorn, told people not to go in, to come around, and we're going to have a rally in the front because that's what he was told that there was. A Which stage that in footage the front. is available, even though oh, the news acted like it didn't happen. That Alex was the one exist. saying not to go in, even though they're claiming that he told people to go in. Yeah, the Wall Street Journal had to retract that he was uh, goading people to go inside. Uh, we approached the Capitol Police, trying to get on their speaker system to let Alex talk, so he could talk to the people through a, a large. Um, you know, that, that uh, audio system they have there. They wouldn't let him do it. Um, he was trying to be a peacemaker. He would, he, and even before we got there, he was telling people, we're going to be peaceful. We're not like Antifa. That's always been the message. It's never changed. It wasn't like we changed it for that day. It's always been, we're peaceful, but we're going to be loud and you're going to hear our voices. And that's what it's been. Exactly. And yo, 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 I got guns. I'll hurt you. I'll take you down. I'm a dangerous thug. Whoops. Uh, don't play that one in court. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, don't. No. I, I believe he's being a, a character there looking no, at he, <laughs> these, these different types of, of subgroups that are out there. He is literally like my spirit animal, like my canary in the coal mine. I love that guy. Like, so, yeah, I mean, but he's at the same time, like, it's he's great material. Like, he... he like he's he's I think Tim Dillon said he might be the funniest man on the planet and I think that's actually true. You know, we had a couple comedians in our our studio the other day and Alex was going and he was cracking them up. He he really he's a funny guy. He's got a great sense of humor. Uh working there uh, going back to working there. Working there is there's not one day that's the same from the other one. It's always different. You know, we thought, oh, Trump wins. We're going to be able to relax for a little while, you know, because it was all crazy going up to the Trump election. And Jones is like, no, they're going to start attacking us. Boom, they start attacking us. So it's just, it never. Well, ends. we can't You're attack a president. People. <laughs> You're always dealing with these people. And yeah. they don't want to, um, they don't want to let up. <clears throat> so we can't let up. We have to be strong. We have to be vigilant. We have to be out there. And this isn't a left or right thing. This is, I mean, at the point we're at now, it's like right or wrong. I mean, what kind of country do we want to live in? If we, hey, if you want to go live in a socialist country, take off. There's some great ones out there. You can go uh, change the world, uh, you snowflakes. But uh, you, you look at what they're doing now. They're paying people to stay home. The people that are working are doing fine. But 
it's like a 60 40 economy now there's 40 percent of the people that don't want a fucking job they don't want to go well, get a job they yeah, don't care they're happy and they think baby government or mama government's going to take care of them and we were talking about this on the blueberry show behind the schemes that he does with lavish last night they had me on and and uh man it's like the even trump like i tr trump's not an angel in all this when it comes to the economics because him and biden have both like it was what oh, 1.4 money yeah 1.4 1.5 trillion dollars in the u.s economy pre-covid and then trump just printed like two trillion and biden's printing four more trillion, whatever it was like I, I might be yeah. off on the numbers but the bottom line is i mean it's going back to fiat currency i mean this this is like i mean <laughs> it's gonna be 10 bucks for a loaf of bread pretty soon if unless yeah. something i mean i don't it, trump is not an angel in that either you know no, he, he, he wasn't, the, he, I mean, he really was a Democrat, honestly. He's sort, he's sort of like Reagan, who became a populist and who I think he saw what the Democrat Party was and realized, oh, that's not me anymore. Uh, you know, yeah. there's a lot of people that think the Democrat Party left him. Um, you know, my parents were Democrats. I was raised a Democrat. I voted for Clinton the first time. And then after that, I learned about the Libertarian Party. And I'm like, I, I'm not a Democrat and I'm not a Republican. Uh -huh. I'm a fucking libertarian. Oh my I God. Libertarian. I hate the Democrats so much. I jerked off to the Zapruder film. <laughs> True. Yeah. Uh, but I, uh, but what I do, uh, I did become a Republican to vote for Ron Paul because I believed in what Ron Paul was saying. Yeah. I mean, I, I oh, really believed and I, and I think he really, uh, he had, pr he had principles and then, he used to come so on. He didn't if, get in. Maybe I'm just wrong. Maybe I might be totally off base here. But didn't he used to be a guest on Infowars back in the day? Or am oh, I just yeah, misremembering? Yeah, no, okay. No, he's he was on a lot actually. Yeah. Especially when he was running. That was and back then, when like <clears throat> Chuck Norris was coming on and those guys. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Chuck Norris used to come on. Uh, Dave Mustaine, Billy Corgan. A lot, I mean, a lot of celebrity types that are more conservative. Uh, I was surprised that Billy Corgan was such a conservative. I'm like, mm, I didn't realize it. I had a three hour well, dinner with him one night. Very cool dude. Very down to earth. And just very like, oh, you know, and this is about the time he started a wrestling network. He's like, you know what? I've always loved wrestling since I was a kid and, and I had this opportunity. So I just jumped into it, you know, and it's like, that's cool. Do what you like. Don't do what people want you to do. Right. Yeah. And yeah, Billy, that, Billy had an interesting story. I think he told it on Alex Jones show about seeing somebody uh, like a shapeshifter, like their eyes turn black or whatever. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like well, that's... And, and, you know, I, and I don't know if he does drugs or anything. That is something you could see on drugs. I might have oh, seen yeah. something like that a long time ago on some drugs at a uh, Burning Man, uh, what, what do they call it? A Burning Man Regional Festival back in 2000. I might have seen oh, somebody shapeshift. Oh, I might yeah, have I mean, almost shaped. We've all, we've all, yeah, I mean, we've all seen that. Like, we're no, we're no stranger to hallucinogens here on this show, but, uh, that there is, I don't know. I that's something like when I get to talk to Adam, I'm I really want to ask Curry about because he was in like MTV and like he was interviewing all these like celebrities. And I want to know, like, my main questions are going to be about stuff like that, like the Billy Court. Like, what is it that in running in those Hollywood elite circles that made him believe in aliens and lizard people and? satanic pedophiles because i believe in all that stuff too but he seems like he saw some shit and that's kind of what i want to get into with him i'm sure he did see some shit yeah and, you know i heard i heard some stuff tonight me and alex were trading stories back and forth that i'm not going to get into but uh we've both seen some or he's heard of the stuff that i saw 
in different spots. And he's like, that's crazy. He's like, I've known you for over 10 years. If we'd ever talked about this in fact, I need to send him this video. Cause I'm like, Oh, I have video evidence of the stuff I saw. Wait There's a minute. Video evidence of what? Meat hooks. Um, mainly, uh, so I don't know what they're called, but they're the people that like to hook meat hooks into their body and lift themselves up. That's got a name. Oh God. Uh, Fuck yeah, that, um, dude. Ugh. <laughs> yeah. So I was at, uh, you ever heard of Richard Garriott? He's a, uh, pro, I thought uh, you were going to say Richard Greer, manager. the guy that shut a, shoved a hamster up his ass. Allegedly. No, no, no. This is Richard Garriott. was. uh, made video games back before video games were really big, but he made a shit ton of money doing it. Huh. And, um, <clears throat> let's see, I'll put this out on no agenda social when I get, when I find it. So I got contracted out to go shoot a, uh, fire dancing performance. A friend of, uh, this girl is running her cameras and she goes, Hey, uh, you might want to go do, if you, you can use all my cameras to go videotape this fire dance performance. I said, okay, that sounds fun. And she says, it's going to be a cool party. I'm like, okay, it'll be a cool party. Um, but I get there and it's a, it's called the apocalypse party and it's set up like Mad Max and they have a Thunderdome and they have people in those rubber band things and they're fighting, uh, which was cool. And then they did the fire dance. Uh, yeah, this thing only has 56 views on it. It's 12 years old. So I'm going to put this out there and this is, um, and then, and then after the fire dance performance, there was fireworks, which blow away anything I've ever seen in Austin. And then we see this guy with skewers through his body and he's holding a frame up. And at the end of these skewers, there's apples. I don't know why there's apples, but anyway, he leads everybody back to the Thunderdome and they're doing a, I guess, I guess they call it suspension art or something. So they're doing a suspension performance. So these people have meat hooks through their body <laughs> and they're swinging around and everybody's climbing on the Thunderdome. And of course I'm climbing on it. And I remember this fire dancer who, she was one of the ones I knew. Her name was Sage. She looks at me. She goes, this is fucking gnarly. I'm like, yeah. I mean, I'm climbing on a Thunderdome with a mini DV camera getting this footage. And um, it was crazy. I just don't uh, understand the meat hook. The meat hook aspect. It's like, ugh, that's just, that is crazy. Yeah. These I, people I are either, crazy. People. I don't like that. Exactly. I don't like that at all. Um, now, is this Burning Man itself, or you said a Burning Man offshoot? This, well, no, I've, I've seen, well, I've been to some Burning Man offshoots. I've been to Burning Man too, but this was a, a party that Richard Garriott threw, who's this, you know, millionaire who lives in Austin. And, um, so what was the meat hooks? Oh, the meat hook story has some parallels that he was telling me about. And then I started, I'm like, oh, I've seen this, da, da, da. He's like, what? And he, and I started telling him about it and he's like, holy crap, we've known each other for 10 years. You never told me that story. Um, but yeah, so anyway, what I did after I shot this footage, I'm like, what do you do with this? So I wrote a country song called hanging around because that's what they're doing. <laughs> hanging around. And so I think it's got a drum machine on it. It's one of the first things I did in Austin uh, musically and, um, put that out there. And, and, uh, so, uh, I'm going to put, put it out on no agenda social right now. And I'm at dues news. Oh yeah. I'll put it in the show notes too. Okay, uh, hanging around, and it's H yeah, A N G I N, not I N G. 
hanging. Yeah. Hanging, hanging around. Um, yeah. But, and it's, this is bad mini DV footage <clears throat> and it's, you know, bad light and everything. So I'm shooting it at a low frame rate, like at 15. And, uh, but it's definitely, you know, it's pretty cool, I think. I always thought it was weird. I never knew what to do with this footage. So it does it have in the video? Are there people with meat hooks in their skin? Yes. It, within, oh my within, God. Within nine seconds, you will see people with meat hooks in their skin. And one guy's hanging oh around, God. and another guy's blowing fire in his face. And he's in, got the meat hooks. I'm actually Ugh. watching it right now to see what's. There was fire breathers and people with meat hooks in them. And then, like, the girls all had their tits showing, and they had, like, little <laughs> bells hooked into their skin. This video sounds like it's going to be a blast. To watch. I'll tell you this this is not going to be boring. Yeah, it's I'm going to have to check that out. I'm going to have to check that out for sure. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll retweet that and put it in the shows. Um, so, were you a, were you a big uh, were you big into music festivals and stuff like growing up or? Um, not 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 maybe growing up. I was good. Go. I I like going to um, to shows and stuff. I think the first real festival I went to was um, Woodstock '94. Ooh, so I went there. Yeah, I was, that was cool. I was thinking about going to the new one. They canceled it. Like that was pre-COVID, I think they canceled it because everybody oh, yeah. just was like, "Fuck this!" Like all the bands like dropped out. But I bet that was a who was there in '94. It was awesome. So I was I stayed mainly on the main stage, um, and Rollins' band played when it was raining. I remember that it was hardcore raining, and Rollins is out there disconnect myself and singing. And then like the next guy next band comes out it's Crosby steals and Nash and the sun shoots through the back or it might have been another band in between them well, I think salt and pepper came out and then we went over to the other stage and watched Primus and then we came back Cypress mm -hmm. Hill played um oh, it was yeah. uh Crosby steals and Nash traffic I think was the best performance that I saw there I'm not even aware Metallica. of traffic Oh, you never heard? So Steve Winwood um, and Nick Gibraldi, this is a band from the 70s. There's a good album called Low Spark of the High Hill Boy. That is a great album. But Traffic has some great albums. They were kind of like a super group in the vein of, uh, of uh, like, uh, who is it? Who did uh, Steely Dan? Kind of like Steely Dan. Okay. Really talented musicians. Not superstars, but really talented and really good. So I saw uh, them. I saw Metallica. um uh, Almond Brothers Band, Aerosmith. Uh, oh, Perry Farrell did a good show, too, on Sunday. Um, it wasn't Jane's Addiction, but it was Perry Farrell. And I finally saw Jane's Addiction. I was a big Jane's Addiction fan in the late 80s. Um, but I finally saw them open for Nine Inch I didn't realize Jane's Addiction has been around that long. Oh, yeah. yeah. Their, their album, uh, Nothing Shocking, came out in 88. They, I think, kicked off alternative music of the 90s back in 88. That's how... These guys are way, way ahead of their time. Way ahead of their time. I mean, just fucking badass music. You see, you got a good drummer, a good bass player, a good guitar player, and then, you know, Perry Farrell being this really good vocalist. If you listen to their third album, he does a really good job branching out. You know, who knows what these guys could have done had they stayed together, but they broke up. <clears throat> Yeah, it's, it, sounds like, uh, it sounds like Woodstock 94 then was kind of like what Bonnaroo does. Like a lot of music festivals, you know, they'll, yes. they'll be very, very, you know, it was a they'll very concise to a certain genre. But Bonnaroo will, I mean, you'll, like in one night I saw, <clears throat> first year I was there, I saw 
and the same night, I'm hoping, to, like, because I was tripping pretty hard, I'll be honest. But the, in the same night, I saw Nutramilk Hotel, uh, Mastodon, Kanye West, just like mm. stuff that was just all over the place, like in, from indie to like uh, punk to metal to rap to, you know, just funk, all kinds of stuff. I think Earth, Wind, and Fire was there too that night. It was like in one night, you can just walk around and see all just all kinds of stuff. But I don't know if you saw that Coachella lineup that dropped today. Coachella sucks no. this year. Yeah, Coachella. Yeah. Coachella. I have no so good at like that Coachella. It's like Megan the Stallion was the headliner, I think. Okay. Uh, terrible. I don't even know who that is. Yeah, she did uh, wet ass pussy with Cardi B. That's all you need. Oh to do. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's not my not my scene. I don't care. I do go to. So I used to go to these Burning Man regionals. I did that from like 2000 to 2012. And that was like my one year thing to go out and, and do. And then uh, I started going to Art Outside, which was a kind of arts festival mixed with music. So a lot of art, a lot of stuff going on. And then uh, and then from there, I went to Utopia Fest, which is a, a it was a small festival in Utopia, Texas, and they moved. So, yeah, I'm really not driving out of state for a festival, but I do like a good festival and I bring my time machine to these festivals. My time machine was featured at uh, Flipside, which is the Burning Man Regional. Did one year there. And okay, I, I need, for, I need some Art further. Outside. What is your time machine? Now I'm really curious. Well, Very it's called curious. the Flip Time Machine. And I uh, i don't know what the website is. It might be theflipTimeMachine.com. Um, and you can see a picture. The Flip Time. Okay, let me type this in. TheflipTimeMachine.com. Machine.com. So I the Flip Time Machine. Yeah, the flip time machine. Let's okay, Let's check it out. Does it is, does uh, that work? That was not. Might not even. I work. put in the wrong URL there. Uh, the flip time machine. It might be fliptimemachine.com. It might not be the flip time machine. I don't know. I, I don't go to. You know, I don't really care about the website. I just care about going to these events. So let's see. Fliptimemachine.com. Yeah. See that? Eh, it's not, you can't even find it now. Flip time, did I spell it right? So, and that's what happens value for value. You get your friend to do it. And I, it used to be a, um, it used to be a URL. I mean, I used to have a website and had images on it and stuff. So you can also go We seem to, to be experimenting some technological But anyway, what it is, is a device <laughs> that allows you to transport back in time. Um, Whoa, so okay. I, I just, so okay, what I wow. would do if attention. I go to these events... You go to these events, and um, so it would be all the previous years of that event. So you could pick the year you wanted to go back and travel to, and you'd see video and hear sounds while you were turning in a circle. But somebody had to push you. It wasn't automatic. Like you had, So you have to have a pusher and a rider. So it's very, um, uh, what do they call it, when participatory. Uh, so people come up, oh, I want to ride the flip time machine. All right, well, who wants to push? Who wants to ride? No, I want to ride. And the other one goes, I want to push. So one of them pushes, one of them rides. And um, uh, w the person sitting in the seat puts on a helmet. And in that helmet, it's an old uh, helmet from the 60s. It's a Vietnam War helicopter helmet. And it's got speakers inside the helmet uh, from a headphone thing, but they're you know taken out of the frame. And then it's a projector on top of the helmet. And so the projector shoots straight in front of you. And in the chair that you're sitting in, which comes from a 1984 Chevy van, it's a captain's chair. And so that sits on like a lazy Susan that turns in a circle. 
but it has to be pushed. So you use the turbo stick and that gets you, that pushes you. Turbo stick goes forward or backward. It doesn't matter. And so you go in a circle. So somebody's pushing you in a circle while you're watching these projections on the screen in front of you, which is built. And um, so, yeah, I take this. I basically do all this work just to go into these things for free and get like an artist pass, you know. It's it's fun. That sounds but I bring awesome, it, though. I bring that sounds like a that it. sounds like the perfect thing to be hallucinated like in the the what you call oh, it yeah, time I machine love, what I love fucking drunk people or stone people or well, the last time I took it to Utopia Fest I had the artist badge so I'd go backstage and drink beer and hang out with the artist and then like find one I'm like oh you want to ride the flip time machine and this one guy <laughs> who was awesome. on who was on what's it called MDNA MDMA yeah Molly yeah, yeah, yeah. Molly yeah they, he was on Molly. I said, oh, you're ready. And I took him <laughs> to it. He got out of that thing afterwards. He was like, that was the best thing I've ever done. Did he you hug know? you? So I get, I get, uh, he probably gave me a hug. Yeah, I'm sure he did. He, if he was on Molly, he definitely hugged you up. I would yeah, say that. He, he was, uh, he was, he, he was a bass player too. So we got along really well. I'm a bass player. And uh, so, yeah, I get those types of responses from people after they do it. They're like, holy shit, this is the coolest thing ever. And it kind of looks funky. It looks like a like a really. It looks like a carnival ride at a carnival you wouldn't want to really want to go to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, um, in fact, it. I think on my YouTube channel, which has got all kinds of weird shit, you can find "Who Wants to Ride the Flip Time Machine," which was the. I think I made this. Let's see. Who wants to ride the flip? I made that seven years ago. One. Is that the Do's News channel? Because I can put that in the show notes also. Well, it's called Funky Boy PD, which was my old production company called Funky Boy Productions. <laughs> and um, I don't think I've seen that one then. I think I've, I'm subscribed to Do's News, unless that probably got taken down. Honestly, I've I've been messing with YouTube oh, after. I, I get to, I, if it's I got on, on YouTube, Twitter, yeah. I got on YouTube uh, after like I guess this was like halfway through the Trump presidency. One day I logged into YouTube and went to my subscriptions, and. Of the 150 channels I was subscribed to, over half of them said channel not available because yeah, they'd all been yeah, banned. Right. And I was like, fuck this. And I would just get on – there's like two channels I get on for YouTube. The rest of it I'm on BitChute or whatever, you know. Yeah, I don't really get much on – I mean, I do grab clips off YouTube, but I don't really – I use it oh, – the only thing I use it to do is, is download music from. Right. So I'm putting – I just I'm, – I'm tooting that out right now is the flip time machine – Things so people can watch that, but it's that's a weird, you know. This this is I made this seven years ago, so I've been doing the flip time machine for a while. Yeah, this is 2014, so I think I made this to get into art outside. So, but it shows people how it runs, and it's got some people on it, and it's pretty weird. If you go into like I don't know minute 21, you can actually see it in action. Hell yeah. Yeah, I'll put that in the show notes and along with everything else that you're putting out. So yeah, um, it, it sounds like you I get, you weren't working. For, like I worked security uh, at Bonnaroo a couple. I guess it was just mainly one year. I worked like security. I'm not and, a security guy. I'm I'm probably a security risk. So you would know. Same. I'd yeah. let everybody in. I'd be like, but it was yeah, cool because like any, what do they you didn't got? search your bag. <laughs> you know, they didn't like you could you could you you got. I, I was working at the main stage because there's like eight stages at Bonnery. I was working right behind the main stage. So I got to meet some of the artists and stuff and they didn't search your bag. So you could just load it up with, you know, allegedly with beer and drugs and just it's walk allegedly. in there and you're right at the main <laughs> tent. So it was, that was great. Um, but yeah, it's like the, the, the whole festival scene. I'm, 
I'm trying to imagine like not only you at Burning Man, but what Burning Man is even like because it seems like I don't know. Did you you didn't? I don't guess you ever ran into the Duncan Trussell running around. Hey man, I was probably going there before he was. Uh, really? Okay. I started go. I went in 2002 and 2003, and that was it. After that, I'm like, eh. it was such a chore to get out there. Or it might have been three and four. It was the the floating world and beyond belief for the two years I went. <clears throat> and the floating world was cool. There was a guy. Uh, one of my most vivid memories is uh, seeing this dorsal fin traveling between all the tents. And you're like, what the fuck could that be? It's a giant art car that's a shark. And <laughs> this guy's driving around. He lets us on. We become buddies. And he's driving us around. We're picking people up. It's got several cars in it. The last car being a car with a bar. And it, it was just shit like that. And it was badass. And the second year we went back, we, we brought the Great Mushroom Tower a slack out there. And that's something that we all camped underneath this giant mushroom tower. And uh, it was cool. It was a, you know, a stalk with a parachute and the parachute would inflate with the wind. And, and then we had canvas tents underneath it. And uh, it was pretty cool. It was a fun project that, you know, a bunch of us did back in the day to kind of express ourselves. And um, so that, that was fun. But I haven't, you know, I haven't been there in a long time. I kept going to Flipside because it was in Texas outside of Austin. You know, it's it's hard to get out of work for a week and a half to go fuck around in the desert, you know. That does sound awesome, man. That sounds really awesome. Uh, I, I did, I kind of forgot to make this announcement, but uh, it is when, usually uh, we we start the show a lot earlier in the evening. Yeah. Um, I mean, we can go another hour if you want, but I was just going to, like, Nick the Rat always starts at 11 Eastern on Wednesdays, so just... Uh, oh, are we cutting into his time? Yeah, we're, we're stepping on, but that's okay, because it's worth it, you know, and just... Um, well, I, th- I think it's important. Well, why that, don't we invite Nick in? Can well, because he's doing he's in? doing he's doing his own show right now. I did have him on recently, but yeah, no, it's uh, and sometimes you gotta fuck that rat in the ass. I will bend that fucking rat over. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> no, but yeah. So th- this is a, this is a late one for me on Wednesday, but I'm I'm loving it. And uh, yeah, we we can go as long as you want, but I, I figured another. 30, 40 minutes probably be good. Yeah, 30 minutes is probably all I got because I got to start um, looking at tomorrow what I'm gonna do. Yeah, I did a have a. On tomorrow. I pulled a clip that I'm not even going to bother to play because it's long, and I've really, you know, who Ethan Klein is, H three H three. I'm sure. You yeah, do. he's kind of a loser. Yeah, I don't like he, him. All my, a lot of my friends love this guy, and so I pulled the clip of him. He, he plays. I don't know like, what he. I, you know, I've watched some of his stuff. I don't know what he has to offer. What does nothing. he offer to the world? I. Look, I, mean, I don't know what he's done. Has he done anything? No, he did. He I mean, did besides Nation. having an, a, a lame opinion, he I mean, ripped off he Sam done? Hyde's comedy early on on YouTube to the point where okay. Sam Hyde will now, uh, Sam Hyde will now like start his shows that's like produced by Ethan Klein. Like he'll sarcastically put that at the front because he Ethan got his just ripped off Sam Hyde's comedy uh, exact bits and stuff. But like my huh. my main problem, that's, like that's not only is Ethan Klein like not funny, which is like I can stand you being not funny, but dude, he has he is like a, at this point like. My friend, like I have friends that I respect that think he's great, and Ethan, you know, I think Owen Schroyer, yeah, it wasn't Owen covered, uh, you know, his take on the vaccine passport and making fun of anybody that thought it was fascism and blah 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 blah. Yeah. And so Ethan, I, I'm not even going to play the clip because it's I, I hate him so much I don't even want to give him the airtime. But H3H3, Ethan was going on about how just talking shit on Owen and and do and went through this whole diatribe about how. 
like you're actually a fascist if you don't support the vaccine passports because you're putting people in danger. And I, it wouldn't bother me so much if like this guy wasn't huge, like oh, not quite Joe Rogan level, but he's up there. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah. it's bothersome well, that, when I have you know, friends why, that love this guy, and it's like why this do you dude think is he's up there. Why do you I don't think know. He's promoted. Well, well he's he, promoted because he's a he's a cog of the system. Well, he's part of the establishment. You just sometimes okay. sometimes you got to play the jingle. Rock. I love juice. Anytime you talk about George Soros or Ethan Klein, you have to uh, disclaim is that Sam you do Hyde love juice. Jew? I don't. I don't know. Uh, well, are, H- are they both Ethan Jews? is. I don't know about Sam Hyde. Yeah. But no, it's <laughs> it doesn't matter. I just you know just clear the Sam you got to clear the air. I love juice. I do love juice. Don't cancel me. Um. So uh. If I, yeah, he's that that I I like. Mm. I, I got to watch what I say here. But other than the fact that, like, I would not be sad. <laughs> I would not be sad if he got run over by a bus. Not advocating for that. But that guy is the worst person on YouTube and just a, in general is a bad human being. And I really I don't like him at happen. all. But I'd be I, sad if he had a really bad adverse reaction to the vaccine. Oh, yeah. That's the kind of, you know. Chelsea Handler went deaf in one ear for a while. I think that was interesting. Eric well, see, Clapton, you know, he's, yeah, he's I like it. Clapton he though. He couldn't move his hands for a week. I don't, I don't dislike Clapton. I think he's great, but it's when these prominent people have things happen to them and they put it out there, and you read, um, you see this stuff on uh, on Reddit. People put their posts up, like, of course I'd be the one to have an adverse reaction, and then you read the comments, and oh, I had it too. Don't worry, it's not so bad. You know, you, you go on these Twitter feeds and these people <laughs> the bells are all justified. last a couple weeks. Yeah, exactly. Oh, uh, well, my dick, it's just my dick. It doesn't matter if it falls off, you know? Yeah, it's like, okay. They, they, okay. They, uh, they, you know, they, you, they give, they, the vaccines cause ED. They give you, uh, you know, Viagra. Pfizer does both of them, right? So then it'd be funny if they give you, like, the Viagra equivalent for your face. It's like, yeah, Moderna, Moderna like, you know, you got Pell's, Bell's palsy, but here's, like, Viagra for your face. Here's <laughs> face aggro. Yeah, face Take your agra. face aggro. <laughs> gives you back your face. Oh, I love it. So you can make stupid faces with it while you take more vaccines. Yeah, oh, my you God. Know, I don't, anything that happens... And and I have loved ones who've taken this stupid vaccine. Nobody in my immediate family, but you know, I the warnings are out there. If you choose to relinquish any self respect or or any bit of you know slight journalistic thinking or, or just slight truth seeking at this point, you know, and just looking at other stuff that's out there, and not just going, well, Rachel Maddow says to take it, so I got to do it. You know, I, I don't feel sorry for you, and yeah. you you get what's coming to you, and but I don't wish anything bad on any of these people. But it, well, it's just, it's it's just sad. It, it, what's sad is the cover ups that are going on with these deaths, like when people die, these deads, when people die, these days, deads. like DMX, and they go, oh, he's a drug addict, he had an overdose, and, and his family's like, no, he had the vaccine, and it's like, oh no. <laughs> Listen, those articles will not be published anywhere, motherfucker. Yeah. So it's sad. Well, I think it's sad with the cover up. I, I I think it's best to ignore the facts and just go with the truth. You know. We choose truth over facts. Yeah. Thank That's you, right. Joe. Uncle yeah. Joe. There. Uh, yeah. Now, I haven't heard Joe's latest gaffe, but I saw it on Gateway Pundit where he was cracking jokes at the Coast Guard uh, cadet ceremony, and they weren't laughing, and he gives them a "Come on, man!" laugh. And so that that's. Come on, probably 
come on man yeah you you are really dull class come on man is supposedly what he says <sighs> which is let's see i'm gonna pull it up now we're gonna i'm gonna play it through my microphone because i've been wanting to hear this clip do here it here we go oh cadet ted there's a seat on air force one if you have to get home <laughs> it may be tough <laughs> i can only assume that you will enjoy educating your family about how the Coast Guard is, quote, the hard nucleus around the Navy forms in times of war. You are quite, you're a really dull class. I mean, come on, man. Is the sun getting to you? I would think you'd have an opportunity when I say that about the Navy to clap. But being here together. <laughs> wow. A please clap moment. Literally a Jeb Bush please clap moment. Oh my god, wow. dude. I mean yeah, that's wow, your fucking indeed. president. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I think I Okay, th I guess that brings us to a, a question that I think would be good to ask you because Curry and Jones both have distanced themselves from Pachinik. Cuz he was giving mm. everybody a lot of as Matthew Buda would call it boomer hope porn with all this yeah. Q stuff and like, yeah, right. Trump's got to handle the watermark, the ballots, you know, Romney and everybody else are going to get money. Alex, what you got to realize is that Trump's got it all under control. Yeah. That was my <laughs> So like. He's a narcissist. I, here was one of the big, big uh, one of the people, Sir Saturday is a self-described Q-tard. And there's other people that I've talked to, like at work, that are still all, all in on the Q stuff. And it was, uh, you know, it was March. In late March, they said, no, Trump, I, like I saw it on the Chan, the Chan boards, not the Jackie Chan, but the 4chan or 8chan or whatever it was. They were like, oh, yeah, April 1st, that's Trump's going to get inaugurated then on April 1st. And I was like, you guys are really April 1st? You going for that one? Yeah, April Fool's. April Fool's. Hey guys, guys, Trump, is gonna, he's going to come in and he's going to save the day. And he's got watermarks on the ballast. And look, 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 it's on, it's on 12 can. Look, it's right there. I wanted it yeah. to be true. I mean, I wanted well, it to be true. It? I mean, yeah, of course. We know the, the goddamn election was stolen, like 100%. A million yeah. percent. Oh, uh, no, it's it not was, even close. Yeah. It was, but they, I mean, they, they were able to con enough people to get them to fall in line and and the time i think it was timer newsweek came out with that article describing how well all corporate america got behind the democrats and it's like they got something on you somehow because that's the only way people would get behind the democrats like that to to do it but now uh, i guess the arizona board of governors or whatever they are the board of dumbasses who don't <laughs> want this audit to happen are like for the good of the country we need to stop this audit they're basically saying if we go any further you're going to see shit that is going to turn everything upside down. And when it does, you know, I don't know what's going to happen. It, hey, everything's been turned upside down these last few years. So uninstalling Biden at some point isn't beyond the pale. I don't think it's going to happen. Um, well, this this 60 because the Constitution was done. Oh, yeah, I know. I know. And it's sad. It's sad that these these Q-tards did that. But it, as for Pachinik, you know, I don't know. I think a lot of it was this. And this is what Jones kind of chalked it down to. He's like, look, they don't want people to give up. They still want people to fight. And if they go, oh, there's no way he can win. There's nothing that can happen. But they gave people the wrong information. And they stuck with that wrong information instead of saying, we need to review these ballots. We need to audit these ballots. Every one of these elections that, that looked weird needs to be audited. 
yeah. they're finding shit up in New Hampshire, where I think Biden won. Uh, but they're finding weird stuff there where, you know, Republican ballots were getting counted. Even so even if it was definitively proved, hypothetically, to where it was irrefutable, all the mainstream media had to admit it. Every American citizen is presented with the proof that the election was totally rigged, which it was. And there's plenty of proof already. But I'm saying hypothetically, if it was proven mm-hmm. beyond a reasonable doubt to where every, even the hardest lefty leftist that voted for Biden and Kamala and thinks Kamala is the second coming of Christ— if it was even proven to them and everybody that the election was stolen, it like in and in court in federal in like court and everything, it I'd would they would still wouldn't put Trump in. Like how no, would that I even work legally? Way, I don't I don't think there's any way that it can happen at this point until there's another election. Yeah, people are saying, oh, the states can come back and recertify, and uh, you know that ain't gonna happen. That's a pipe dream, people. Um, I mean, the only thing you can do now is is get ready for you know, the next election or the midterms. But, and, and at that point though, I'm like, if you don't have machines or, or if you have machines that are counting the votes, you're not going to have a real election. You know? So yeah. I think just so many there. people have been discouraged by, uh, oh, yeah. Big by, by like, like, why, why even I bother vote? to vote? Matter. Because it's, it's so yeah. like, even the P, even Democrats that I know are like, that election was fishy, you know? Yeah. Um, big but, time. and there was no real investigation yeah. of the election. And and I think I think Trump had some things he could have done that he didn't do and he should have done before it got to January. Like within a week he should have but you know he, he got, had these he got played. working for him. Yeah, That's the problem with sixty chess. It's like if he was playing sixty chess, like they were playing like twenty D chess up above him. Cause like I think the whole entire Q movement was probably run by like Henry Kissinger or Hillary Clinton or something because it like like I I've, don't think them, but I think elements of the CIA were running it. Yeah, it had to. But have been. I, 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 the, those two aren't sophisticated enough to do what was being done with the Q movement. But that team, yeah, not not necessarily them heading it up, but that 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 the the team they work for, somebody somebody was running that whole operation because all it did was hurt Trump, and then the Trump Hillary really Action just group the had. January sixth quote unquote insurrection where everybody in an orderly line walked through the Capitol and it was you know the only people that died were Trump supporters, but you know it was an insurrection that that like Trump. Trump blew it. I think there's way, but there there was yeah. way better ways he could have handled that. But then I talked. I mean, to save his own ass. Yeah. You know? Well, I don't he, blame that's, him. I guess. That's what but he did. I just think. Well, <laughs> let's be nice. Uh, let's be nice. Um, I think there's. Yeah, there there was way better ways he could have handled that. But I mean, I it's bizarre because I I I feel like I'm I'm stuck in between. Like I'm on a. <laughs> I'm on like a, a little raft in the middle of the ocean and there's an island to the left of me and an island to the right of me. And the people on the island on the left, you know, are saying uh, Trump's Hitler Biden's and, and Joe Biden's the greatest. And then the people on the island to the right are saying Trump's actually still president and he's about to be inaugurated. And, you know, this is, you know, how, how what are we, 200 days into the Biden presidency or 100 days, whatever it is. It's like over 100. Yeah. Well, so the good it, thing is both of those islands are very small. Um, I guess, but I know people. people I know people islands. like outside of the yeah. internet. I know people in real life on both those I know islands. People got the vaccine, man. You know, and yeah. I thought these people were normal. You know, and they went and got the vaccine. So, it's. Uh, I hear what you're saying. Um, how do you how do you go after what what needs to happen is. General Flynn, who's sort of the de facto Q leader in terms of the the the, the figurehead of the Q movement, 
because mm-hmm. he came out and said, where we go one, where we go all. So he's basically owning the Q movement at that point. He needs to come out and say, Q was full of shit, follow me. And he needs to take <laughs> over the Q movement that way. Because I think a lot of people would follow General Flynn. You know? Yeah, and, what was, uh, in, uh, what's the, uh, uh, what is that lurge name? It's uh, the, the Q. Well, Robert the big, Barnes? No, no I, I love Robert Barnes. What's the, uh, no, this is the guy that's like, um, <laughs> uh, he is was, he the one representing the Q shaman? Is that the guy you're talking about? <laughs> no, uh, uh, maybe he is. What's the, God, what is, I, it, his name is escaping me. I'm embarrassed. I, I always like, uh, Lynn Wood. Like Lynn Wood is all. Oh, yeah, Lynn Wood. Lynn yeah. Wood's yeah. all still all in on Q and Q's real. And like that was the thing is with the, the Q movement gave real, presented real problems, but gave just a bunch of fake illusion, fake, fake, fake uh, solutions and uh, like delusions, solutions and delusions that were just totally off the rails. And going back to, um, going back to what we were talking about with, uh, that Tom Clancy dude. Why am I? It's getting too late. I can't remember names right now. Steve Pachinik. <laughs> yeah. Like I think Dvorak's theory might be right that like he had there was intelligence guys that were doing the long con with him and they he got he they earned his trust and then just totally screwed him over and said, Oh yeah, Romney's in Gitmo and all this stuff and and because I don't think Steve Pachinik's a bad guy. I think even though he's been involved in PSYOPs, I think he got played and he they did the PSYOP on him just to fully discredit him and take him out of the game. But he's still, well, I mean, I, I think he's still an agency guy, too. So who knows? Maybe he's playing all of us. It's possible. Um, because, you know, he... He's a spook, for sure. He He's come in and done some stuff with Alex and through the years. But some of it, you know, like he's come on and said 9-11 was an inside job and Bin Laden's been dead already. You know, he said Wasn't he the... Uh, it's been years since I've actually looked at it because all the all the videos and evidence are gone. But that certain school in Connecticut wasn't Pachinik, the guy that originally was pushing that on Infowars. He he was one of the people talking yeah. about it, um, and which I I this this only represents my personal opinion, and no one else is involved here. Just my yeah. personal opinion, but I think that was very fishy. What happened there? Very fishy. Yeah, I'm not gonna even talk about it. Yeah, no, that's, that <laughs> that's, that only reflects that's my opinion. That only reflects my opinion, um, and and even not my opinion because this show is all done for satirical purposes only. You know, the, 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 sure. the, the, the. well, yeah. all, all I want to say is people who keep bringing stuff up like that and hurting people whose children were killed um, have have real problems. You know, and we're not bringing stuff up like that. That's all I gotta say. Yeah, no, it's. I mean, there's. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. There's, you can't like, it's like the the dude that Anderson Cooper always loves to bring up, like the crazy, the guy that went into the pizza parlor, even though he didn't hurt anybody. It's like you, you crazy people. I mean, there's any anybody that has a, a large voice, like one small percentage of their audience is going to be insane and do something stupid, no matter what they're talking about. Yeah, and you know, and, and the Q movement for the faults it had later uh, got a lot of people 
into doing research and looking at things and looking for patterns and talking about stuff, which there's nothing wrong with that. That's all good. And we should be talking about things and wargaming things and having incorrect analysis on things and having correct analysis on things. Like if you sit there and you go, I'm not going to open my mouth unless I know I'm absolutely 100% positively correct and I'm not going to postulate anything and I'm not going to come up with any type of theory. I'm just going to only go on exactly what I see in front of me at this time. Well, okay. You're not going to say much. And you're going to have a really boring podcast if you do that. You have a really boring podcast. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, let's talk about what kind of pizza toppings uh, Henry Kissinger puts on his pizza. You know, that's... I see what you did that's there. That's fun stuff to talk about. The pizza. Um, yeah. Yeah. I see what you did there. That was good. Uh, you saw what I did there. Yeah. It, it, here on, on the on the Keys, uh, they have um, good... The, the Mellow Mushroom. Very good pizza. Oh, yeah, yeah, we got that around here. Mellow Mushroom. Yeah, we got a couple of those. They have pretty good subs and stuff. I like, uh, it was weird, Papa Papa John, he got, they fired Papa John for saying the N-word or whatever. And Papa John's has gone to shit. I he said that. I think he said, yeah, well. He said it like, he he said it, it, I think he said it like quoting something or something, basically. But yeah, yeah, yeah. They fired Papa John, and now Papa John's pizza sucks. Meanwhile, Domino's, who used to have the worst pizza, has great pizza now. They got the garlic crust. Really, yeah, it's great. Like the the tables have turned as far as the pizza game goes. I don't know about Comet Ping Pong, but I try to stay away from all both of those pizzas. Uh, We get it from if we get pizza, we get Austin's pizza, which is what we used to get, and uh, or um, there's some other nicer pizza joints via 515 there's there's good pizza where you don't have to get you know like little i remember going to buy little caesar's though when i was a kid and that changed that (laughs) used to be really good pizza now it's like it's terrible um but i try not to eat any of that stuff but mellow mushroom was good and i've had it twice i think already this week uh because i guess it's easy and they deliver and that's what we like we like delivery i've never even been to florida but uh, with DeSantis running that operation, I, I, I'm more comfortable with going there. Yeah, Florida's cool. And finally, our our fucking idiot governor of Texas finally said, all right, mask mandates are illegal. So put to rest all the bullshit going on with these school boards where they're going to try to make kids wear masks again. And he's like, no, mm-hmm. it's illegal. Fuck off. And Yeah, you know, our governor in Tennessee just waiting. recently did the same thing. Yeah, and it, it, they should be. They they got to take power back if they keep letting these health officials run everything. You know, nobody's gonna go outside. Nobody's gonna talk to each other ever again. And that they would like that. They would love that. Mm-hmm. You know, these people don't want anybody to communicate. So that's that's where we're at. Yeah, stay stay in your house and and watch the TV and only the TV. Yeah. Listen to um, Rachel Maddow. She's gonna help. <laughs> Which speaking of Rachel Maddow, I wanted to talk about Bluebeam a little bit since that's like okay. as we as we close up because Maddow uh, on our Bluebeam episode we played her uh, I do, I do I did air quotes when I said her but uh, talking about the how great it like basically her, she, her her the premise of her story and this was during the first Obama administration I believe was how we could save the economy by faking an alien invasion or some, something oh. along those lines. And I'd like with, to hear that clip and see what, how she frames it. Let me. Like I can that. maybe pull it up while I'm. Uh, but in the meantime, while I'm looking for that, I, I have a. While I'm looking for that, I have a serious um, point of contention with Tucker Carlson because he's okay. like with his Tom DeLong thing and all this bullshit. Like he is pushing aliens harder than anybody. And this is a yeah, clip from the yeah. Bush administration 
that I think uh, it's got the music bed. I couldn't find a version of it without the music bed, but this I thought was interesting. A former Talk Canadian about. government official is warning we may be on the verge of intergalactic war, saying, quote, the Bush administration has finally agreed to let the military build a forward base on the moon, which will put them in a better position to keep track of the comings and goings of visitors from space. And so we're on the verge of, I think that was when he was on Crossfire, maybe. I just saw Sir Gene post something about the hollow moon, which uh, one of your guests, David Ike, is, is in this little piece talking about it and how the the moon is actually made of metal. It's a crust, and the that's a crust on top of it. Well, didn't they hit it with like a big iron ball and it rang like a bell? That's the yeah. that's the NASA story, supposedly. Yeah. So, so, so what, you know. I, I, I can I, – I we did with Blueberry. A, I can probably – I think I've found it. But, yeah, uh, what well, do you I, think I the think, moon's hollow? I don't know. I'd have to hear that sound to know whether I would go. That's all. I don't think I've ever heard this. <laughs> it sounds like but this. But I don't think. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. I don't think what we saw and have been told that these are people on the moon or Earthling fellow Earthlings. I don't believe that is real. Oh like, yeah, the whatever, they, whatever they put out was fake. Yeah, that now footage, we still that footage was all moon. entirely fake. Like you have to be. I mean, you have to be. I mean, not to offend anybody, but. You have to be an absolute fucking moron to believe that that footage was real. I mean, that, everything about that was fake as hell. And Neil Armstrong even like would never give interviews views about it, and they all yeah. became depressed alcoholics. They well, had their stories I, conflicted. Like two, like on the first Apollo mission, it was I think it was uh, Neil Armstrong saying like you couldn't see any stars out there, and the other two astronauts were like, "Oh, the stars were so incredibly vivid." It's like you guys were on the yeah. same. Apollo mission, <laughs> and your stories don't add up. Everything about that was like, if you've seen the movie Capricorn One, I think that's how it went down, except they pulled it off without having to kill the astronauts. No, oh, wow. Yeah, I haven't seen that. Um, but, you know, Buzz Aldrin claims that he saw aliens out there. And, and, and hey, they could have gone to the moon, <laughs> but I don't think they did it with that technology that they claim to have done it with. And, you know, and, and people are, my, my question is, once you go to the moon, don't you just like, okay, how are we going to exploit this? Like, you know, Americans are going to exploit the moon. Like, what are we going to do? We're going to dig this fucker up. What are we going to do? Are we going to mine it for milk? I mean, what do we got? What do, what's what's in this moon? Let's 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 an fuck endless this supply place of up. cheese. Yeah, we got a new place to fuck up. And you're going to tell me they didn't go fuck it up and go like, oh, we're gonna we're gonna put shit in here. We're gonna do all this. So they just decided to stop. Right. But I think both answers are bullshit. I think whatever we saw was bullshit, and there's still shit going on at the moon, and we'll never know because they hide all this black budget money. Well, know? I mean, the Nazis could have had a base up there since the 40s, for all we know, because you have to fly out into space to see the far side of the moon. You can't see it from Earth. It's geosynchronistic orbit. And you know, right. Metis, when he was on, made one of the—like, I've I've studied the moon. Like, I've met Bart Sabrell. Uh, my dad used to run moonmovies.com, you know, the moon guy that Buzz Aldrin punched. Like oh, I'm, okay. I met Bart Sabrell a couple times, and and I've you know the, the moon art landing arguments inside and out. It's clear to me I've because I've studied it so much and been around it that what we saw was totally fake. And I just there probably the could be they probably the could like are taken away. I mean, say it again. That, I'm sorry. That's all in, there's these cross hatches in some of these pictures that are in some pictures and not in others, and which says you have a composite. You know, it was a fake picture. Um, you know, pre-Photoshop, Photoshop. So there's these little crosses that show you where things are in the, I guess so they can judge distances and stuff, you know, it's scientific, 
but on some of these pictures, there's cross hatches at the bottom, but not on the top, you know, or they're yeah. on the right side and on the left side. So they're compositing pictures and they just did it in a way where people weren't really paying attention. Yeah. And then G Gus Grisham and the other two astronauts that were supposed to be the first people on the moon were saying NASA's not ready. This He hung a lemon famously out of protest on the lunar lander saying it was bullshit. Like NASA was like, there was no way they were going to make it on the moon. And then they get locked in the cockpit during a, a test, which they didn't even take off from the air and burn to death. Yeah. It, yeah. It, it, so like, yeah, all that stuff. Um, but like all That's of that right, aside, Gus, you're not going to the moon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly all, all that stuff aside it's like the metis and, and i had studied this the whole moon landing thing inside and out and metis was the one we, we episode 50 of abs in a six pack we did a a whole episode on the moon landing and he brought up something that was so obvious once he said it but i had never even considered or thought about so like the he metis pointed out that the spot they landed on the moon is uh you look at it and it's we can see it from Earth. It's the because with the geosynchronistic orbit, we can see that part of the moon from Earth, and it's like near the middle of of the moon. But since it's in geosynchronistic orbit, he pointed out like where they're standing, where they filmed on the moon, the Earth is in the horizon. But it should be they should have to look straight up to see the Earth when they were standing on that spot on the moon because it's the part that faces that faces directly towards the earth. And yet they see the, the moon on, or they say the earth on the horizon, which makes absolutely no sense. And is, and that's just something that was so obvious as soon as he pointed it out. But I was like, Oh my God, you're right. <laughs> that's interesting. I've never really thought of it like that, but yeah, the blue marble shot. Yeah. They would have to look straight up to see the, uh, the earth. It wouldn't be on the horizon of the moon from where the, if you look at where they landed on it, because the same, the moon is always facing the exact same way, no matter what part of Earth you're looking at. Which is weird because we we turn, and why wouldn't they turn? Yeah, I mean, they it's a. I think the the geosynchronistic orbit of the moon and the Earth is just one more checkbox that proves intelligent design in my book. But yeah. uh, I let me uh, let let me play this Rachel Maddow clip here real quick. Uh, All right. It's, I won't do the whole thing, but I think this is, uh, <laughs> this is weird. Uh, just, just how she frames this whole thing. This is during the Obama administration, I think first term. Okay. Bear with me here. This has an excellent political point, but we have to go through a bad movie and a good book and a really old TV show until we get there. But trust me, the arc is perfect. Okay. In 2009, a movie was released that was based on the graphic novel Watchmen. It was a big, action-y, ensemble movie. It was directed by the man who directed the movie 300. Um, I, I don't mean it to be rude, but it was not a very good movie. Do not, however, let that distract you from the fact that the book on which that movie was based, Watchmen, uh, is a really good book. It's considered to be one of the first... Uh, of the Fucking great full-length complicated dark graphic <laughs> novels one of the first great graphic novels period the backdrop of the watchmen uh, is is the nuclear threat of the cold war era and one of the major plot points of the book that is completely changed in the bad movie is that one of our heroes decides to save the world from nuclear war by convincing everybody that earth is under attack from aliens his thinking is that all of the people of Earth are going to have to put aside all the stupid things that we fight about and unite to face down the alien threat. And the editor of the graphic novel has talked about <laughs> having wanted to drop that plot point entirely, the ending for the whole book. 
The author of Watchmen, the brilliant Alan Moore, in 2005 told Entertainment Weekly that while he was in the middle of writing Watchmen, he found out that that same idea about faking an alien attack had been done, and been done very well, in a 1963 episode of a TV show called The Outer Limits. And their idea for making the nations of the world unite is fake alien attack. Earthlings need the threat of a fake alien attack in order to get us to do the right thing here on Earth. Uh, my favorite thing about this idea, though, that fake aliens, fake aliens can make real humans do the right thing. My favorite thing about this is not just the bad movie in 2009 or the great graphic novel in 1986 or the Outer Limits episode from 1963. My favorite thing about this idea is that Ronald Reagan talked about this all the time. All this, he, he, he raised the idea of a fake alien attack on Earth frequently as president, I think without ever knowing that he was being kind of cartoony in doing it. I couldn't help at one point in my discussions with, privately with General Secretary Gorbachev, when you stop to think that we're all God's children wherever we may live in the world, I couldn't help but say to him, just think how easy his task and mine might be in these meetings that we held if suddenly there was a threat to this world from some other species from another planet uh, outside in the universe. Pull out the star, pull out the star chart, Nancy. Yeah, I don't, Matt all goes on for a long time about that, but it's, it, the reason I bring up Bluebeam is because obviously that's been like they're pushing these fake Tic Tacs and all this bullshit in the news. And I've been hip to Bluebeam just because of the circles I was always r already running in, you know, 10 years ago. I knew about, you know, Bill, uh, Bill Cooper, I believe his name was Behold the Pale Horse and all this, you know, talking about how they're going to fake an alien. And uh, Werner von Braun's main assistant, you know, talked about, oh, well, yeah. He interesting thing about Bill Cooper is he claims to have seen alien objects rising out of the ocean and stuff mm -hmm. like that. So, and the oceans yeah. is it, it is interesting that, that a lot of the craft seem to be underwater like there's a parallel civilization uh yeah Which, that you know i, I, I mean i'm not saying that ufos aren't real but i am the, the, the it makes sense that the push is going to be like the next threat is going to be the alien threat because the terrorism didn't work as well as they wanted the virus didn't work as well as they wanted and this has been predicted by even von braun since going way back so I, I I already posited this idea to Booberry kind of jokingly, but I kind of mean it. It seems like Tucker Carlson's job right now is to be right about so much stuff that he gets everybody. He's the only person on cable news talking in any sense, anti-war, you know, pro-freedom overall. He's wrong about some stuff, but Tucker is the only guy on cable news that is talking in any sense, but he's pushing aliens hard. So it seems right. like he's going to be the guy, the catalyst if he is intelligence, which it's possible he's a spook. More, more, the, more likely so than not. But it seems like he's the guy that's like, oh, okay, yeah, all the alternative people, like they trust Tucker more than anybody else. And so Tucker's going to be the guy that's like, oh, yeah, the aliens are actually invading. And that's his job. Well, his, his job would be to unite the right behind this. And so they're putting it out there. <laughs> Everybody in the office talks about the alien disclosure. See, Tucker. It's like, yeah. yeah. I, I, it's, it's all... Of course it's going to be a scam. And it, that's why Rachel Maddow is behind it, because it's the perfect liberal scam. We have to all come together because there's aliens, uh, guys. You guys, we have to come together. <laughs> that's fucking liberal aliens! thinking on its face. Yeah. Right there. I mean, it's, yeah, we have to have this out. We have to have this thing. We can't just be good people. 
No, we have to have this thing that that's going to make us be good because nobody, you know, in the liberal mindset, nobody wants to do anything on their own. They have to be made to do it. And that was that was like the first Obama administration. Even back then, Maddow sounded like her pussy was wet thinking about an alien invasion. No, oh, of course. Yeah. Well, and it's not an alien invasion. It's it's something, you know, COVID, you could say COVID was an alien invasion, but it gave these people who have yeah. no control, lots of control over people. And, and most of the people, these health health ministers and whatnot, these health doorknobs all look like they have, you know, one form of another walking, walking dead of some sort, you know, they, in those different stages, they're all crusty looking. And, um, it's, it's disgusting that we gave all the power to these people to fuck up our economy and fuck up our lives for, you know, and room businesses. But in the end, in the end, I think, I think we'll be stronger for it because it also, uh, weeded out some of the, some of the chaff. And that has to happen from time to time. So, you know. Well, I guess uh, getting close to wrapping it up here. Like, what do you think? Are you do you, are you hopeful? Are you? I feel because like I I go back and forth day to day, like being pessimistic and and optimistic about the future. And like now that I have my first kid on the way, I'm just thinking about like economics and shit way more than I used to. It's like what? Do you think it's gonna be like peachy keen? I mean, I know it's gonna be peachy keen, but like. What are we? What are we in for, man? Because it seems like uncertain times, but it could be the best of times and the worst of times. Dickens, I well, don't know. You know, you look at we made it through eight years of Obama. We made it through eight years of Bush. We made it through eight years of Clinton. Um, and stuff is bad, but I think our lives are all. I wouldn't say they're better now because I think the '90s were pretty badass. But um, the main problem know, with the '90s was jorts were. What like men wearing jorts or short shorts was way too commonplace in the nineties. I'll say that. I don't. I don't know. I, I don't remember wearing short shorts. I remember wearing long jams. I remember everybody's dad. Everybody's dads in Ohio all had like shorts oh, that like were way too short. Yeah. yeah, just like it was okay to have shorts that didn't reach your knees, not even close to your knees. You know. So I'm glad that's gone. But other than that, yeah, I agree with you. The nineties were badass. Sorry, go ahead. It was a lot of fun. Um, where was I? Yeah, I'm running out of steam too. It's all good. I didn't mean steam. to. I didn't mean to derail you, but yeah, the the, the right. nine. You're going I'm about like uh, the '90s is compared to now. Uh, I totally forgot what I was going to say. I had a point. Aww. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> Poor me. That was my bad. Um, what was your question? Let me go back to your question. My question was oh, basically. Oh, is bad now? Okay, we made it. Listen, we made it through all that. We still were able to get Trump elected, even though he was kind of a half-assed president. But if you look at, he was surrounded by half-assed people. So what we have to do is take control. Uh, people need to go back and, and think locally and get control of your local elections, get control of your states. I still think good people can get nominated and still win, and Soros can't win every election. It just, it's, it's impossible. Um, but by letting the Democrats get in charge, essentially, and not doing anything about it, people are seeing how fucking crazy they are. So they're shooting themselves in the foot by being in power because they don't know how, they can't handle power because they're not righteous people. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if you, if you have, um, when I say righteous, it's not like my way or the highway. It's people that have a center at some point. And I don't think liberals, especially the ones that are, 
that are falling for all this COVID stuff. They have no moral center. They have no psychological center. They have no uh, compassionate center, you know, because they want you to die if you're not doing exactly what this health official who's saying complete bullshit tells you to do. You know, if they were asking you to walk around with your thumb up your butt because it would keep you from getting COVID, and if you didn't do that, you were somehow making people sick, well, okay, that's wrong. I'm sorry. It does Just because Fauci said it doesn't mean it's true. And just because the CDC director said it doesn't mean it's true. They were looking, and I don't know if this is a way to get rid of Trump, but I think they were looking for a way to, to bring people into compliance, and they thought stuff was getting out of hand. You know, they couldn't control the memes. They couldn't... Rem- defeat the people in the meme war nobody was listening to them their ratings were down so what do we do we we got to get behind this virus because shit people are watching let's talk about the virus more let's say how bad it is so people are going to watch and let's show fucking lines at, at hospitals so people will watch and that's what it's all about it was all about creating a fear um i don't know some fear atmosphere it was an atmosphere of fear that they created that got everybody freaked out and willing to do anything to go back to normalcy. Yeah, and I think Bluebeam is the next step in that operation. I totally agree. I like totally it, agree. It's, at this point, like with the how hard they're pushing this UFO shit, like if a UFO landed and little green men in my backyard, I saw it with my own eyes, not on TV, and I saw them get out, I would be 50% sure still that it was like they were some, it was a scam. Some like, badass special effects. Right. Um, yeah. I, you brought up uh, Fauci, and I just have to play this Fauci supercut because it hasn't gotten enough airtime. But it's uh, well, it was Kamala and Biden talking about how bad Trump handled the coronavirus. We've been behind the curve from the very beginning. The very beginning. This is. Did I say Kamala and Trump? I meant Kamala and Biden. Kamala and Biden talking about how bad Trump handled the coronavirus. We've been behind the curve from the very beginning. The very beginning. This is not a major threat. This is not something that the citizens of the United States right now should be worried about. And he came up with all these these cockamamie notions that, you know, this is going to go away. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Be more concerned about influenza. He praised the transparency of the Chinese government. Well, it's really a big difference with the Chinese this this time now. They look like they're being quite transparent. His flip-flopping on social distancing and wearing masks. People should not be walking around with masks. Don't worry about the coronavirus, he says. When the warm weather comes, things are going to get better. (laughs) We are hoping, though it may not happen, that we will see that impact of warmer weather. What did he tell us? It will go away in the warm weather. I think we might get a respite with the weather. One thing I'm most concerned about, Whoopi, is misinformation. Listen to the scientists. Hey, I was wrong. <laughs> I love that. I, it's a great clip. That's a great collection of clips, and it proves, you know, that who knows what script Fauci was reading in the beginning. And maybe at some point they said, "Hey, listen, here's the script. Get on board. We're about to fucking sell some vaccines. You want to make some money, motherfucker? Your wife is approving this shit. Let's go." Yeah, I think yeah. that's uh, that's what happened. And it is. I've, I know I've heard it reported, but I haven't done my homework. I'm embarrassed to say to what to. For sure, but I, I've heard it reported, and I believe is the case that Fauci makes money off of every Moderna vial sold, right? Uh, I've heard that. I don't know where I saw that or heard that, and I couldn't say affirmative 
but I, I know he does make money off some vaccines. I, I don't know about oh, yeah, the for sure. thing, yeah. but he's definitely making money on vaccines. All these guys are. Uh, Paul Offit's a guy who loves to promote vaccines, and I think at one point he said, you could take a 1,000 vaccines and you'd be fine all at once. Um, that's a guy who owns several patents to vaccines, a lot of which are diseases that don't even remotely kill people. It's like little diarrhea diseases like coronaviruses and stuff like that that he owns. Um, Wasn't it Bill Gates that was talking about we have a, a vaccine for diarrhea which that's well, existed for a while? It, it, yeah, it, it's the Rona. I think it's called the Ronavirus or rhinovirus, something like that. It's, it's for diarrhea. It's really, it's just diarrhea. It's, it's I mean, a conflict you know what, of you interest, know what you do though. If you have diarrhea, you take fucking some bread, and you take some Imodium, and you don't shit for a day or two, and then and then you're fine because your body works itself out. That's how you. That's how you fix that. It's a it's a conflict of interest though, because he. Oh, of course it is. Because he's he's doing these diarrhea vaccines. Meanwhile, he's turning poop water into drinking water. So it's like they're working Dude. against. It's like, it was all all poop water. Remember when you made J Jimmy Fallon drink poop water? He's yeah. like, yeah, figure out which one's poop water. Here's two glasses. And then Jimmy Fallon's like, I think that was the one with poop water. And Bill Gates goes, ah, it was rigged. It was all poop water. You know, it was, it was like, all, all poop oh, water. That's, that's, a, that's a conflict of interest for sure. And then um, just, uh, well, I think, <laughs> I think, uh, I think in closing, is there anything else we need to cover other than to say that uh, Fauci was right and uh, go out and get your shots? Yeah. <laughs> um. Fauci's an idiot. Uh, second season of Grunions is coming out soon. I'm excited because I've been asked to uh, make a new um, dolly up the, the theme song that I wrote um, last year. I've been asked to oh, improve yeah. on it. Oh, hell I'm, yeah. I'm going to improve on it, but I'm going to improve on it. I, but, I'll, put uh, Grun I'll put the Grunions YouTube channel in the show notes as well. And uh, yeah, that's going to be... Everyone needs to watch that. Very important. This is so important. important. We have to do so this. Important. That is going to be good. Like the I like grunions because it's um, it rhymes with funions. Um, funions are good. <laughs> no, I love I love and it. Uh, I know you didn't acknowledge whether or not uh, you do the voices on there. But like, I have a sneaking suspicion. Um, I, <laughs> but you yeah, have to uh, know who Alan Grunion is, and that's it. I could say talk, ask Alan. Ask Alan. Word. Um, Word. I think this is uh, just a little quick uh, PSA here. I want to get the vaccine more than twice. I'd like to get it six or seven times. <laughs> <laughs> this has been Abs in a Six Pack with Sir Ducifer. Sir Rob, do Thanks for hanging, man. I'd, uh, I'd love to do it again. I had a good time. And uh, it's, uh, it's, you know... Florida is is what it is, but uh, sometime I'd love to come out there. I, I don't know about Florida, even though I like DeSantis, but sometime I'm going to have to go to Texas because I've never been there either and just hang out and grab a, a beer and a, and a pizza with, with you and some other no-agenda people. That'd be really fun. Oh, yeah, we have some good meetups, good no-agenda meetups, and there's an, I don't make it to all of them. I'm usually out of town for some reason, but um, oh, I did throw one in D.C. one time, and that was fun. So yeah, it's uh, you were at, were you I with the one with DC family. girl? I think I heard no, you guys on the same no. report. Oh. She was supposed to come out to the one. So this is the one on the fifth of January. So the day before the insurrection. Uh oh. Yeah. So the day before that, uh, I had a meetup out in front of the uh, what was the name JW Marriott Hotel, which seemed to be the place that everybody just hung out 
and drank beer <laughs> in the street and had a good time. So I'm like, well, I should have a meetup here. And a bunch of guys showed up. It was great. I had a good, some good times. Hell yeah. Welcome to the hotel insurrection. Uh, yeah, Missy Modell. Gotta love her. Um, yeah, I think uh, I think that about wraps it. And uh, let's wrap it. Yeah, dude. Thanks again. It was fun. And uh, yeah, you're you're the man. And you know, just keep doing what you're doing. You're kicking ass over there in Austin, and uh, you're doing the Lord's work. No bullshit. Like I'm, you've uh, you've indirectly been a part of my life for a long time. So keep it up. You're doing you're doing some good stuff over there, man. Well, it's good to hear people out there who've been affected by the work that I've done and Alex has done throughout the years and, and are out there doing other things that are that are just as positive. So uh, love what you're doing. No homo. Talk to you later. Thank you for your courage. <laughs> uh, take it easy, Mike. All right, buddy. <laughs> oh, God. Well, dummies, you just wasted another amount of your non-precious time listening to abs in a six-pack. When are you going to stop? You know, there's very few of you. If you, if this is like a hands-on-a-hard-body thing of trying to figure out who will be the last person to actually listen to this show, it's a lose-lose proposition. By the way, he asked me to do this. The head moron who makes the show. Ha! <laughs> huh? The secret is, I think he's the biggest moron of all. It would indicate... That you're a bigger moron for listening to his show. However, I think somehow that's not true. He actually is a bigger moron than the rest of you. Anyway, go outside. Read a book. Ride a bike. Take a walk. Go walk a dog. Go kiss somebody. Whatever there is, I can think of one million things to do better than listen to this dumb, crummy show. Abs and a six-pack. Well, I bet for most of you, you're half right. <laughs> this is Master Shake. Do something with your lives. Abs in a six pack. A B S N A six, the number P A C K dot com. You son of a piece of garbage. I hate you. My listeners hate you. And remember that scumbag forever. I was talking to God the other day and I said, got to have more fun. And it can't all be on me or I'm going to go crazy and have a heart attack. Yeah. So you know what? I'm going to have fun. I love you guys.